How's it going, man? I am doing good. How are you doing? Good. Hopefully we didn't run anybody off with our rants from last week. Yeah, hopefully not. Yeah. But, I mean, hey, if we did, so be it. It's the truth. It's the truth, yeah. you know? Just expressing how we feel. Opinions are like assholes. Everybody has one. and yeah, Most of the time they stink. Yeah, yeah. Some of them are dirty. Some of them are clean. Some of them are hairy. Some of them are bald. I mean, it just depends what you, t- I mean, some of them are bleached. So it all depends on what you do with it. Well, as a fan for country music, this is the week that is known as the biggest ever. This has been going on for as long as I can remember. And it used to be called Fanfare. But since the CMA got involved, they changed it to CMA Fest. Mm -hmm. I remember Fanfare as a kid. That's something that me and you are going to get to attend this week. And Mm -hmm. I'm pretty excited about it. Have you you ever been? I never have. Yeah. And, like, there's so much to do, even if you don't want to pay for the ticket prices. I mean, it's just, it's crazy. Like, Garth, when he started out, he has the record for signing 24 hours worth of autographs. For 24 (laughs) hours straight, he signed autographs. Of course, it's not like it used to be. CMA Fest kind of pushes the newer artists. You get to see the big names at Nissan Stadium with the big ticket price, just like a concert. They do three or four songs. It's not a bad deal, you know, but it's not like it used to be. But anyways, speaking of that, Mr. Alan Jackson cancels his CMA um, Fest performance. I wish I could say that it's because he doesn't agree with the type of country music that's going on the radio right now, according to his record. But that's probably not what it is. I'd say it's a lot to do with health reasons, which sucks. Yeah. You know. What's going on with his health? Do you know? Well, he has the same kind of nerve disease that his father had. He knew that this was going to eventually happen one day. Mm. So it's really hard for him to walk. It's really hard for him to stand. That's why he's on his farewell tour. Does he have Parkinson's or something? Right now. It's kind of, sort of, but not really. Uh, It's like in the same family. It's a really weird name, but it affects a lot of the nerves, and it's uncurable. Mm. Of course, his dad had it, but, like, now when he performs, he kind of, like, leans up against the post behind him. It's really sad, but he's had a good life. Seems like he's accepting it pretty well, considering the situation, you know. Yeah. Um, and he's going to do a last farewell tour. And I'm going to do my best to go see Mr. Alan Jackson sing Chattahoochee one more time. I was going to ask, have you ever seen him in concert? I have. I've seen him at CMA Fest, actually. Mm. Um, when I was 16 years old, my grandmother and my mom, they saved up. They took me and my sister. And it was the greatest thrill of my life because that's what I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. And it was like a kid in a candy store. I mean, it was the first time that I drank Smirnoff vodka in Tootsie's, and I got up and sung Chattahoochee, by the way. Oh, yeah? Yeah. And I got to see Did Alan Jackson. I mean, I'm telling you what, as a 16-year-old who met a Willie Nelson impersonator, and this dude looked just like him, he's like, your mama said that you can sing, so I want you to get up and sing. What do you drink? <laughs> And I was like, smearing off because I'm 16, you know, that's the answer when you're 16. I know it wasn't. (laughs) Little did I know he ordered me a tiny shot 
of Smirnoff vodka. And when I took it, he's like, drink it quick so your parents don't see. So I drunk it real quick. I jumped up on the stage. And all I remember is my face burning, me smiling, singing Chattahoochee. Yeah. That was it. My grandmother has it on VHS, actually. So how'd your mom and grandma feel about you saying something about a Hoochie's Coochie? Well, they were a big (laughs) Alan Jackson fan, you know, so... At that moment in my life, I'm not sure if I really diagnose the lyrics like I do now. (laughs) So all I remember is I just kept singing the chorus because that's one of the songs that as long as you get the chorus right, you're singing the song, you know? Oh, yeah. You know, he's actually one of the artists that I've seen in concert. Like I saw him. Yeah. 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 He, uh, He came to Murray State University. Actually, no, he didn't. It was when I was going to Murray State. He came to Louisville. I think it was part of the state fair, maybe. Yeah. No, it wasn't. It wasn't the state fair because it was like in the winter or springtime. It was directly after 9-11. Um, oh, wow. Is when I seen him. It was so that's yeah, when that he tour. had the big song. Yeah. He had just released that song. I'm, I don't know if the concert that I seen was the first time he performed it, but... uh he hadn't performed it very much. I know that it was cool. There was, there was a lot of, which I mean, it was fresh on everybody's mind and, uh, it was very emotional. It was a very you know, emotional song and it touched a lot of people. Yeah. Well, before we get too deep, I got, I got to grab something to drink. I'm just going to be honest. Okay. You got something to drink? Are you good? Yeah. Well, are you, you, you going to get me something to drink? Yeah. Yeah. Sure. I'll get you something. <laughs> We're, we're like 10 miles apart but uh yeah i have a water aquafina our new sponsor not really but i wish they were they could send me a ton of aquafina i would be so happy about that i drink it like it is going out that was your perfect chance to say something because we don't edit this folks we just throw it out so (laughs) he could have said something very bad how do you know i didn't you probably did (laughs) Let me go ahead and state this. If it was something about being gay, it was false. You just can't take a joke. I think you're afraid it's going to happen to you eventually. You no, just gotta I'm be, not afraid of that. You just got to wake up one morning and be like, you know no, what? No. I know what I've been missing all this time. No, I don't think so. But anyways. I like rap music and men. <laughs> that ain't happening in this lifetime. Mm-mm. Uh-huh. so anyways back to the news so down in panama city beach every year they have the pepsi golf jam they have a lot of big artists that come this time they had a rain delay kind of what we went through with garth and they canceled chris jansen's set so they could get florida georgia line on the stage when the storm went by so they kind of well, yeah. lost yeah but i mean come on his Check fans names. his fans went completely off on social media sure. and he's like look it was not me because the promoter completely did not share the info the way that he should have so chris spent a little bit of time on saturday defending himself then his fans realized hey it really wasn't him yeah also on cmt.com there's a really cool story about laney wilson who um lived in her camper when she was trying to get famous you know you got Mm -hmm. jimmy 
who lived in a car well she lived in a camper and like her first big cut was share if you want to for luke combs but it's great to see her actually succeeding and having the success oh, that yeah. she's having but she started in a camper folks and actually a little tease to uh our yeah, subject for the night but the person we're going to be talking about tonight actually slept in a storage unit i don't know if you knew that but uh i did a little research so it just goes to show that uh you know if you want something you know what you got to lay it all on the line and do whatever you can to make it happen because if you don't give it your all then are you truly trying hard enough probably not Tim McGraw actually had a song about this. It's called How Bad Do You Want It? You know, and I mean, it is a big risk. I mean, you know, you take a chance going to Nashville and the person that we're talking about tonight is another success story of a 10-year town. Mm -hmm. I mean, you got to be willing to give up 10 years of your life in hopes that you make it because there's no guarantee that you ever will. Exactly right. Back to the news. Luke Combs' wife posts a baby shower photo. You can see all of them on cmt.com. It don't was some think, pretty cool baby yeah. shower stuff. Okay, don't you think they're too rich to have a baby shower? Let's be yes, honest. That, that's kind of what I was thinking. Like, like, what do you bring to, to that? Let me tell you what I'm bringing. I am bringing absolutely jack nothing. I'm not bringing like a dish. A dessert. I think maybe they done a it two for liter photo purposes. I mean, come yeah. on, he don't y'all need nothing. Ask for. No, y'all yeah. loaded. Y'all have it, all. It's basically a hey, we're pregnant celebration. Yeah, that's Man. it. Speaking of Luke Combs, he's off to a rough start with his stadium tour. Of course, they're sold out. He's got Cody Johnson opening up. I mean, it's a Garth Brooks kind of show, you know, but. The tour manager, I think I could have done better myself because they start in Colorado, it snows, the next date in Washington, and it rains, and they're all in hoodies. And it's like, come on, people. Can you not book this around the weather just a tad bit, you know? Well, you can't control the rain. Yeah, but you can stay out of a state that snows in June and May, couldn't you? Or Colorado. Yeah. It don't normally snow in June in Colorado. Well, it was I've snowing. It was snowing when he was there. Could when be he because. Was there. Yeah, whatever. When he was there. There you go. All right. Last part of the news. You guys remember because they're celebrating this week 22 years of their debut album, Rascal Flats. The good looking guitar player that everybody just, all the girls just gawked over, Joe Don Rooney recently had a DUI. He hit a tree after playing some golf with some friends. Uh, He finally pled guilty in court for that. He will spend two days in jail with 11 months and 27 days on the shelf. He lost his driver's license, but he could get them back if he gets a vehicle that has a built-in breathalyzer. He has till June the 8th to report by 3 o'clock to spend his two days in jail two whole days if money don't good. talk i mean come on now yeah <laughs> that would marry you you think mm-hmm. we'd spend two days in jail for hitting a tree dui yeah plus uh 
I, I don't know how you know how much time you get for that, but wow. if there was another vehicle involved or like somebody else involved, we would you know, possibly you know, be in there for life. But uh, oh yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a murder charge if you hit and kill somebody while you're drinking and driving, yeah, and it, it ought be. to be. It, it ought to be. be. Yeah, yeah. You know, I just kind of wonder if he's going to be sitting in the cell singing, praying for daylight. Maybe. Possibly. Maybe he's in there singing. I don't want to drop the soap. He could. He very well could. <laughs> I mean, I don't know that song, but it sounds like a country song. All right, folks. That is your country <laughs> music news. right folks ashley mcbride we're jumping on the female bandwagon this episode i i, I really like that song do you yeah i, I really do too do. it's kind of like it's kind of like a party anthem really a party anthem i kind of feel that vibe from it you know Just, like i, I mean, can from see the people music, cranking that up did you, you know? yeah i mean you don't I often, know, I know you don't often hear about. a song about here you know, we go, lover. Mr. Perfectionist. Here, you know, you I just like the it. instrumental of it. Okay, like, I can mean, see people having a good time listening to that song. Yeah. Good time, you know, singing about your dad's lover. <laughs> hey, it is what it is. Yeah, well, I mean, uh, talk I about our worst things to sing about. Talk about a great songwriter, though. I have oh, not yeah. heard a song from Miss Ashley McBride that that I hated. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're all clever. Yeah. You know, so Ashley McBride was born July 29th, 1983. In that time, the number one song in the country was Every Breath You Take. Oh, about the police. Yes. On the countryside, it was Islands in the Stream by oh. Dolly and Kenny. Yep. Yeah. She was born in Saddle, Arkansas. Her father was a preacher. He was. It was a very strict household. When she was growing up, she doesn't remember a time that she didn't see a gun and a Bible. She said, I know it sounds mean, but it was also sweet, you know, in the Mm -hmm. same sense. You know, they say a preacher's daughter can go one way or the other. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And (laughs) it's kind of crazy, but I think she's done very well for herself. I think and we'll she get has on too. to more stories about her dad. Mm-hmm. But so as a young girl, she listened to the Carpenters and Chris Christopherson. Yeah. Talk about some storytelling. I think it's kind of how she, she got it, you know? Yeah, it probably is. So she played around with her dad's guitar, which turned into the family deciding, hey, we're going to buy her a guitar. And at the age of 12, she wrote her first song. She then went on to play bluegrass festivals with her mom. In high school, she was in the, the uh, high school band. Afterwards, she 
attended uh, Arkansas State University where she studied the French horn. She also played in clubs around Memphis. At this time, her professor kind of noticed that she really didn't give a shit about the Mm -hmm. French horn. And he's like, look, you're talented enough to make a living doing this. Mm -hmm. And I think you should do this. And that same day that he made that speech, she quit college. And the rest is history, folks. That's when it starts. So 2007, 2006 is 2007. She moves to Nashville. Okay. She has a band. They're called a dead horse. Now keep that number in mind, 2016, 2007, because it is a 10 year town for most folks. She's playing in biker bars and hanging out. She's playing anywhere and everywhere that would let her. During the day, she worked at Guitar Center. Between 2009 and 2010, she actually won an annual country showdown that was started in 1982. So I had to just look into it just to see who else played that. And Mm -hmm. Tracy Bird, Tracy Lawrence, Carrie Underwood, Mark Chestnut, Jason Aldean, Jeff Bates, Brad Paisley, Garth, and Tim McGraw also competed in the same competition. So she was kind of surrounding herself in the right place. And that's what you got to do. You know, I know it yeah. may sound old fashioned to kind of go down the road that somebody else went down, but sometimes it pays off, you know? Oh yeah. So around this time, she wins the Tennessee statewide battle of the bands in 2011. She also has her first demo out, which is Elsebound. She often was able to actually open for Willie Nelson, Chris Stapleton, and Chris Cagle. Those are some pretty big names around 2011. You yeah. got Chris Stapleton, you got Willie Nelson, who were just big any time of their life. Well, Stapleton wasn't. He wasn't at that time. No, not no, then. That, that's what I was about to say, because I don't think he really took off till like 2016-ish. I mean, he's been writing songs for a right. long time, but he didn't make it big as a as a entertainer, right? Because right. of his look, nobody yeah. wanted to give him a chance. But yeah, and now so here we around, are. Uh, 2016. So she spent about roughly five years doing that. She comes out with some more music, and the tiny label that she was with wanted her to straighten her hair and kind of play the game. So she did. Um, here we are 10 years after doing anything and everything to get into the business. Mr. Eric Church hears her song, Bible in a 44, which was written about her dad. Mm -hmm. And Eric loves it. He invites her. Hey, I want you to come out. I want you to do this song live on my set. Here's a little taste of it. Lord, I miss that man, and I always will. I miss that man, and I always will. You'd see through a light like an old screen door. He taught me how to hunt and how to love the Lord. Now, that was off the album Jalopies and Expensive Guitars. Yeah. She always had a a really cool hook to almost anything that she done. Yeah, she kind of reminds clever. me of like a hippie 
to an yeah. extent, like a like a is. country hippie, isn't she? She is like you know, straight, you know, country version of like yeah, you know, Brandy Carlisle. That's the way I see it. She's uh, all the way, whole country version of that. Yeah, Brandy Carlisle is amazing. She's an amazing singer songwriter, but she's not really country. She's got a little country twang to her, but Ashley McBride is country. You know, if you grow up in, you know, like around the Ozarks in Arkansas, you're country. <laughs> you don't have a choice. Yeah. But. Well, so Bible in the 44, it was written about her dad. Still to this day, her father does not approve of anyone making a living in the entertainment business. Mm-hmm which is kind of discouraging when you look at the music that she's produced and the way she carries herself and just haven't really heard anything bad about her, but it just could be the Bible thumping way that he is. But after she played that, the video goes viral. At this point, it skyrockets her into basically a full-time job of opening concerts. Uh, The first thing they did was sign a major management deal with q publishing a vice president of warner music signed her to an official record label in 2017 at this time this is when she had a dive bar song that came out that was kind of catchy like i this is the first time that i heard her this song right here To the backpacked first love lever, the heart cracked double down dreamer, the homesick for grass that's greener and a slice of mama's peach pie. To the flat broke couch cushion gas money, the worker bee that ain't getting no honey, missing someone all the while running, gunning for the brighter lights. Here's to the breakups that didn't break us. Now that song right there, it got a lot of uh, downloads, like mm-hmm. more downloads than established artists at the time. It's a the cool new, song. Yes, it is. It's a very cool song. And when I seen the video and I seen her tattoos, I was like, she's pretty hot, you know, yeah. and, and she's raw. She's got a story to tell. She's a country singer. And I, I've been a fan since day one. But the New York Times named it as one of the best 54 songs of 2017. Rolling Stones named it as one of the top 25 country songs of 2017. So she, even though it wasn't a number one song, it had enough push behind it to where it kept her in the game. At this time, she releases Girl Going Nowhere, which that song in itself is a full circle moment for her. Yeah. Had you, have, had you heard that song before I told you that we were going to do this? No, yeah. I had not. It's, it's a really cool song. And yeah. the cool thing about it is Mr. Garth Brooks liked it so much that he even covered it at the Ryman Auditorium. Here's a little taste of Girl Going Nowhere. Nowhere. I get these calls out on the road 
heard your song on my radio. We always said you'd make it big. And that song is basically like, hey, people told me that I was going nowhere, so I had nowhere to go. Here I am. Damn, I'm here. You know, yeah. kind of oh, like yeah. I earned it. But then again, life put the course in motion for me to be here. Great song. But That's the cool part song. was seeing it go as crazy as it did on the radio and then seeing her perform it at record labels, uh, seeing her perform it at award shows, and then watching the YouTube videos of it and like the fans singing it so loud that you couldn't even hear her singing. I mean, that's got to be pretty impressive for an artist. Oh, yeah, for sure. You know, what now was that a song that, that you really liked? What was yeah, your I really enjoyed that. It's, I mean, it's got a good, you know, story to it. And her voice in it is just beautiful. Like, I mean, you can tell that it is a very a personal story and that uh, it means a lot to her. When she's yeah. singing, you can just you can just feel it. Well, 2017 was a massive year for her. I mean, you're fresh off of Eric Church inviting you to explode your music. She gets to make her debut at the Grand Ole Opry. She's also Grammy nominated that year. Uh, the same year, she wins New Female Artist of the Year with the CMAs and the ACMs which basically kicks off into the Girl Going Nowhere tour that exploded. Around 2018, her brother died, and there was not a lot of publicity on it. There was not a lot of information. It's kind of something that she kept to herself, which obviously I would as well. 2019, One Night Standards. Really cool song. Mm -hmm. and, and, and I can expect it from Ashley McBride for the simple fact that she's honest. She's not going to say, you know, she she's an honest country singer. She's not going to say, well, I just went and hung out. No, we had a one-night stand, and I got this tattoo right here to match it. Yeah. That's what I like about her. Oh, yeah. She's very because honest. there's no filter when mm -hmm. it comes to Ashley McBride. And that's what I like so much about her. Jay Joyce produced that album, who also produces for Eric Church, as you guys know. The song was also nominated for multiple awards with the CMA and the ACMs. At this time, in 2020, she releases Martha Divide, which could have actually done a lot better than it did, but she was on the list of people that was robbed in 2020 because of COVID 2020 would have been a massive year for Ashley McBride, but COVID kind of postponed that for a lot of artists. And yeah, unfortunately, unfortunate. she was one. Yeah. You know? It's unfortunate. But she did release a live album that year. Never will live from a distance, which was great. Then 2021 rolled around and she ended up having a cut with Carly on never wanted to be that girl who went number one. Uh, it was also awarded Musical Events of the Year. Uh, I'm mm. pretty certain that that was Ashley's first number one. Yeah. Um, it was nominated only, for so many things. Everything, yeah. just about, that it could be nominated for. Yeah. But what I don't understand is how is a pretty, talented, honest, 
female that has some sexy tattoos, not married or dating anyone. Mm. See, you're so old fashioned when it comes to that. <laughs> I'm just saying, I mean, who has been the fool who did not know how to put a ring on that? I mean, now let me go ahead and say Maybe this. Maybe she don't want it. I'm about to play you one of my favorite Ashley McBride songs. She wrote a song about a roommate. It's called Andy. Drink my whiskey without asking. Put your boots up on my couch. It drives me crazy to remind you more than once to take the garbage out. Use my good towels on the dog. That's the only thing I've asked you not to do. Most days I'd love to lock you out. I can't live without you. If you watch the video when she sings, you use the towels on my dog. Mm -hmm. She cracks a smile that you could not script into the video. Mm. I'm sure and, it's like and, an inside joke. And, yeah, yeah. And, but the thing is with her, once again, honest, no filters. Yeah. I mean, she's one of the most honest female country singers that I know. I mean, great. So let's talk about her tattoos since we brought it up. She has a lot of tattoos. Mm -hmm. Anybody who has ever seen her understands that. She mm -hmm. only regrets one of them, though. She has a devil, a baby devil, in a bikini on her back. And she <laughs> says, it was my first tramp stamp. And I was 18, and it was something that I just wanted to do because I was 18. And I have one of those on my arm. Uh, on your lower back? That I want to do. And I went out and done it. But the sad part is, I got my tattoo in a single wide trailer with dog shit in the floor. And I had drunk about six beers. It's a wonder that I didn't die from something, you know? Yeah, you can get infected really easily. Yeah, and his name was Tattoo Jim. And he said, man, I'll hook you up. So I go to his house. He draws it on my arm in permanent marker. And I was like, well, I don't know if I really want it that big. And he's like, well, it won't be. And I was like, well, I kind of want old English. And he's like, everybody and their brother's got old English. I got something cool for you. So the first one goes in on the K. I do KRS. And I'm like, I don't know. And when he gets done, it's the same size. And he's like, man, you'll grow into it. Grow into it. I'm 18 years old and it don't look nothing like something that Ashley has, you know, but yeah. anyways, I had <laughs> you, got, one. you basically so, got a prison tattoo. Yes. That's exactly what it felt like. And I went home. My mom was waiting for me to get there. She said, did you get the tattoo? And I was like, no, cause I didn't want to show her. Right. She hugged my neck and said, oh, thank you so much for not doing it. And I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> All you had to do is listen to your mom. All you had to do is listen to your mom and you wouldn't have had an awful tattoo. I know. So, like, 
fucking 20 years now i've had this real goo have you seen it it's have I it to you? been a while yeah look how good that looks like i drawed it on there with a pen i mean i've got to get that replaced i mean i gotta get it up. fixed or something i mean I gotta, i've been aiming to do it i have a good guy really yeah what would he charge you think i don't know he uh he charges by the hour i mean this is a disaster though like it would have probably looked better in prison <laughs> yeah on your on your left butt cheek yeah and so i was working at a construction <laughs> site at the time when i was 18 and i go to work and i don't want to show it but i done told everybody tattoo jim the painter the drywall guy gave me a tattoo you know the first thing they say is does that stand for can't read shit and i was like well can't don't start with a k dumbass but <laughs> it was a brutal time in my oh, life yeah. but anyways i've got any kind of initials they can they can you know be clever with it and, and i get old english is overrated i get that i don't know if it's overrated it is overly used i don't but think so he really knew how he probably didn't you don't, I mean, for future reference, for everybody, you know, listening out there. You don't um, get them done in a single wide trailer. No. And and you don't go to a strip club in a Amish made building, but that's a story for another time. No. Uh, Did you do that? <laughs> yes. No, we got to hear this. I mean, I want to get to the, I want to finish the, the whole tattoo conversation. Okay. Uh, you need to go to an actual parlor, an actual tattoo parlor. And they yeah. need to print out what you want off the yeah. printer. Well, this was before we had printers. <laughs> and I don't think that's true. <laughs> We've had uh, printers for I, a long I, time. I'm trying to come up with legitimate reasons. Mm-hmm. Of why you didn't have to pay so him in awful. money, did you? I really don't know if I did pay him. I hope to God I didn't because it is awful looking. I would hate to know that I did pay for that. Yeah, five knuckle shuffle. But, like, I was just young and dumb, like she was at 18. Right, you see that? Yeah. I'm showing him uh, my tattoo. Uh, you know, the guy who does my work, mm-hmm. that took him less than two hours. And he charges by the hour. And it was, at the time, it was 100 an hour. Now it's 150 an hour. Yeah. But he, he's got his own shop. He owns it. Don't He don't rent, so he don't have to jack the price up. He does a great job. On to the strip club. Yeah, uh, yeah. Let's let's hear so about this. I was going to Murray State University. This was back in two thousand and two. Uh, God, I wish I could go back to two thousand two. It was my friend's birthday. <clears throat> my friend Jeff. He is now since passed. Um, rest in peace. What he died. Um, self-inflicted gunshot wound. Damn um yeah but so it was his 20th birthday and we were we're going to go out and celebrate it and he got to pick what we did so we went to paris tennessee which is about 45 minutes away from murray and actually chesney has a song named that does he Mm -hmm. (laughs) he was probably conceived in this uh, you know strip club (laughs) who Kenny Chesney. 
Oh shit. He's that go kind ahead. of trash. So I mean Oh, don't even go there. So you walk go ahead up, with your stuff. You walk up to this Amish made building. And okay. hooked to the back of the Amish made building is a single wide trailer. Um actually not hooked to the back. Hooked to the Amish you know, <clears throat> made building. In the middle is a single wide trailer. The single wide trailer is like sandwiched but in between two Amish made buildings. You had the you know, building at the front and the building on the on the back side. The building on the back side was where the strippers changed clothes. It was kind of their little locker room, if you will, I guess. That's where they prepped. Um in the single wide, they had a hole cut out in the floor. It was called Club Erotica. It cannot be open still. They had they had a sign. Yeah, it was called Club Erotica. It sure was. It was, in fact, the first strip club I'd ever been into. But I mean, were there actually Amish people there, or no? It was just one of the Amish-made buildings. Oh, oh, like a better-built barn. Except by Amish people, yeah. Because I'm sitting here thinking that you're going to tell me there's an Amish like strip. No, oh. no, no, no. Maybe well, in that's a reference. Okay. Yeah, I'm just talking about the building that it was in. Well, hell. All so. Right. In the single, I mean, you act like this is normal. <laughs> like, this is well, how I, I mean, spent my Tuesdays growing up. <laughs> I do know. have a buddy who would have been all over this joint. Shoot. There all are right, only three so, dancers. Okay. Uh, in the very corner of the single wide, instead of like building a stage, they put a hole in the floor. They cut the floor out and they filled the bottom with sand. And they buried a pole that went straight up. How much so, was it to get in? It was free. Shit. I swear it was free. They didn't sell alcohol. You had to bring <laughs> your own alcohol. But in order for you, like, I don't know how much dances were. We bought my buddy one, but it was pretty rough. He may have walked away with an STD just by getting a lap dance. Pretty sure. What did, it, what did the girls look like, though? Um, well, two of them, if they were a fish, you wouldn't throw them back. That's the kind of that's so big you put on your wall. <laughs> you <get it. laughs> yeah, but like no, I support no a fish. diamond in the rough story. Okay. okay well, they so was, I'm just saying. The other one was good. Well, I, I, I use that term loosely. She was okay. But just to kind of, you know, <clears throat> let you you know, in, I guess, on how she was okay. She was in the shape she was in because of the questions she asked me. When I was talking to her about how much it would be to get my buddy a dance, she said, uh, she said, well, it depends. I said, okay, it depends on what she said. Have you got cocaine? I said, no, no. <laughs> I said, no. She said, then 20 bucks. <laughs> oh my! All right. <laughs> it's 20 bucks <laughs> she was just out there searching like that's all she was looking for she was just trying to get her fix she was what did their teeth look like um did they have teeth yeah i think they all did they're all pretty young they're all like 18 19 so yeah, yeah. they were all young wow but you should have seen some of the dudes in there that was the wildest part was there was some i mean how many people can you fit in a single wide trailer more than you think 
<laughs> there was quite a few people in there. It was a it was a hopping Saturday night. Yeah, like, like when you referred to the Amish, I was thinking, okay, there's going to be a goat involved, and there's going to be a woman with hairy armpits. And it was <laughs> none of those about, things. No, no. Yeah. No. All right. Well, let's get back, back to Ashley. Back to Ashley. Back to Ashley. So, um, that's basically all that I have on Ashley. But I do want to say that recently, like two weeks ago, Eric Church's backup singer, who does a lot of his stuff, she actually had to have off. So Ashley stepped up to the plate and sung the whole night backup for Eric, just for the hell of it, just because she's a fan and she enjoys the music. So I'm ready to write her. Well, if you how... I, I have some songs to talk about, actually. but Okay, let's hear about them. How does every week we talk about Eric Church? It all comes back to him. Man, I don't know. I, I mean, think it's your notes. No, no, I really don't think it is. I think, I think that you he Google has search. embedded himself. Now, you got to look at something like this. He started around 2005. The generation that is out now listened to his music growing up, you know, there's not an artist out there that didn't want to be like our church or sing a song like our church, unless you're like a Mary Morris or something. Mm -hmm. But I mean, he's kind of intertwined himself, you know, he's been around for a while. So the worst thing though, that I think's really happened with country music in this society that we're in now is so many of them. They talk about their political views and I mean, They got the freedom to do that. I get that completely. But there's a lot of stuff that I heard about Eric Church that kind of made me go, "Uh, I don't know. And and just because it was different from you. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And and I'm owning that. I'm owning it. I just wish that we could stick to the music. You know what I mean? Because sometimes when you get to know a person, you're like, fuck, I don't know. Well, the thing, I mean, as far as that goes, you're always going to hear of like somebody who don't you know, believe exactly the same as you and it, it's going to you know, bother you. But I'll tell you the way I look at it. Um, if you are you know, famous for something you know, other than politics or doing you know good for other people, you know, if you're famous you know, because you're an athlete, an entertainer, uh, you know, something like that. We shouldn't, we shouldn't hear about your you know, political views because honestly, you've not done the research. You don't know truly what you're talking about because you've not spent you know, 10,000 hours, you know, <clears throat> researching it and working on it. It's not something you're intertwined in You know, leave that to the experts. And a lot of times the experts are, you know, it's all rigged. It's hard to understand what, what you're you know, looking at. So just do your own research. Yeah, a lot of these and, people and, are just misguided. Yeah, and I'm I'm I would be just as big of a fan if you come out and said, "Hey, I'm voting for Biden just because the news media asked me to." But don't fucking try to ask me to do it. You know, I mean, I, because I like you because of your music. Right. I, you know, I'm not a fan of you because you voted for Biden. I'm a fan of you because I love your music and your writing and all that stuff. So mm-hmm. don't try to add shit on there. You know, right. that's kind of like, 
I think one time, and correct me if I'm wrong, didn't they use Carly B as kind of like a spokesperson for a campaign one time? Yeah, Cardi B. Because she had so many fans, you know? Okay. Which had the WAP, which was like the most downgrading female song of all time. I mean, get real. But anyways, we'll jump (laughs) off that wagon before we stay too long on it. Yeah. So okay. what songs did you want to talk about that you thought I'll, were worthy enough to talk about? If you will quit talking, I'll get to it. <laughs> well, I mean, we wait around forever. Well, I didn't know she had you know, done a rendition of a you know uh, fooled around and fell in love. Yes. That's a classic, you know. Uh, Miranda Lambert, you know, Marin Morris, and L King. She comes back into the, the picture. She did it with her. That was a good song. Um uh I heard a you know, podcast that you know, she has you know, done. She was interviewed with uh, one of her you know, <clears throat> writing friends or you know, partners. And they talked about writing the song, Living Next to Leroy. So um, it's a you know, interesting song that, I mean, they took a few you know, liberties in the song and added a couple lines that you know, weren't actually true. But yeah. the majority of that song is exactly what they were living at her house her you know, next door neighbor his name was leroy <laughs> and the song is you know basically about her time at that address um let's see yeah you know, <clears throat> one night standards was a song you talked about um i really liked it uh you have american scandal it's a cool song it's kind of it I know it's a neat little twist that she puts on it. Mm-hmm. Um, Voodoo doll. I enjoyed it. It was kind of mm, a little spicy. Yeah. One of my favorite songs that she did though, it's called fat and famous. Yes. Yes. I love that song. Yes. Uh, but for all the good, there's one little drawback and it is ex- so random that I you know, discovered this. She has a song is on her you know, first album is called uh, luckiest SOB. It's a cool song, but the problem is the melody and even a lot of the chorus is a song that was originally done by a, a Christian band called burlap to cashmere. I only know that because I seen them in concert when I was in high school 20 some years ago, but it is like, it's all of it. Really? Like, and I kinda didn't like, see, I didn't see any credits for them, you know? <laughs> yeah. Kind of like when kid rock did all summer long. Yeah. But didn't he get sued for that? No, I don't think he got sued for it, but like he took, a, what was it, uh, the wolves of London or something mm-hmm. like that? Yeah. He took their song and basically remixed it. So I wonder One if that's Z-Bond. kind of what they're doing. I don't know. That was on our first record? It was on our first album. Okay. Maybe it's just a, a good time. Know. Maybe they just didn't they didn't catch it. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Burlap to Cashmere. Have you ever heard of that band? No. I didn't think so. Mm-hmm. I, I thought they were really... I actually saw them with the Blessed Union of Souls. Yeah. Hmm. Do you remember them? No. They sang the uh, theme song for Friends. 
No. So I've never watched one episode of Friends. Yeah. Yep. Hmm. I always wonder, like, people who who have songs for opening of shows, like Friends, Sons of mm-hmm. Anarchy, like, did those bands actually, like, go out and play those songs live? Oh, yeah. Do they? Yeah. Hmm. That's their song. If yeah, it's, I guess. Uh, the majority of the time, it's like, well, like, uh, what's it called? Uh, uh, Big Bang Theory. Yeah. You know, that song was made just you know, for them. Uh, you know, all by the you know, bare naked ladies. And if you look at all their catalog, they have a ton of songs anyway. I'm sure they they play it, but it's not one of their big songs. But like the majority of the shows, all they do is like a little jingle or something. That's yeah. but I mean, it's kind of weird. I think, yeah, theme songs that were actually whole songs. It was really big in the 90s. Yeah. It's not yeah. so much anymore. You don't hear it anymore. Because there's too many damn shows. And everybody is wanting yes. a little bit of, everybody's yes. wanting their peace. Nowadays, you don't have pie. like garage bands begging to get on a TV show. You got people with four lawyers writing up. Well, I wrote the first line, you know. I heard that note. Yeah, and 15 people wrote this song. Yeah. All right, I'm ready for the hypotheticals. Okay. You go ahead and you start. All right, fight music. So fight for the music. yeah for the fight song, I picked uh, Voodoo Doll. Mine's Martha Divide. That was the other one, uh, Divine. Divine, yeah. yeah. It it just kind of pumps me up. Mm-hmm. And all right, make love song. Andy. I went. I went with Andy. Yeah. That song is so relatable, like to it any has, relationship, because it just you know, points out all the little tiny things that just piss you off about your partner. Well, and, <laughs> yes, yes. But at, at the end of the day, you can't live without them. That's why well, you're with them. Here's another thing. Why was that song never released as a single? Because I guarantee I you that would have went number one. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know, because it was really good. Yeah. Um. Okay. Now, there's a song you would listen on, <clears throat> listen to on repeat for all eternity. You go. I'm actually going to do something different. It is called the song that her and Carly did together. Um, mm. And I've just dropped Never one. wanted to be that girl. Yes, yes. And the reason why is because I think both of them sound like an angel. Mm. And when I hear both of them sing soft like that, it kind of puts me to sleep. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that it, it makes me really relaxed. So yeah. that would be a song that I could listen to probably forever. Yeah. I'm going to go Fat and Famous. Okay. Because I can always just you know, sing it and think back to all those people who thought they were so much better than me. Right. And they're still living, doing the same things that they were then. And I'm I'm famous. I got this big podcast, you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no man, breaking in the dough over here. Yes, sir. So, what do you rate her as? Um, she's still really young. She's my age. I'm actually older than she is by two months. But, um, man, she's got a lot of talent. She's a great writer. Um, 
I've not seen her perform. I would like to see her perform. I, I would think too. I would too. That would help me establish a better you know, rating for her. But I'm going to go three and a half right now just because she's young and she's not been on the main stage, you know, so to speak, you know, for a long period of time. But she could totally, you know, I mean, she could totally be in a four and a half if I've seen her in concert once, you know? Yeah. I'm going to go with a four just because she, you know, I want, I, I can't give a five yet because I know that she's going to do some extraordinary things as long as she lets, as long as the record label allows her to be as honest and unfiltered as she is right now, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And like I said, I feel like she would already be there had COVID not stole a year and a half from her. You it's know? possible. It is possible. So. But that's where I'm at with her. Yeah. Cool. All right, folks. I hope you enjoyed it. If you're going to be in mm-hmm. Fanfare this week, messages on our Facebook page. Mm-hmm. We're either going to be there Friday or Saturday, but we got some really cool stickers that we'd love to hand out, meet you, do a selfie, maybe even put you in our TikTok survey. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, may I ask you a couple questions so we can post on our Facebook page. Um, yeah. We're. And we're going to see what's going to happen. I don't know. We don't know yet, but the sky's the limit. And uh, we'll be there. So hopefully we get to meet, you know, some people. And maybe some uh, new you know, listeners will be out there. They're waiting in the wings, just waiting for us to introduce ourselves. So it's just a matter of us meeting. We're going to cross paths. And until then, you guys have a fantastic week. And Peace out. Yeah, keep looking out for new episodes and yeah, new material. But until then, hasta mañana.